What up? What up? What up? It's Reckley Podcast, man. My name is Randy Little, if you unfamiliar. This is episode 119. I haven't shut down the pod yet. If it's movies to talk about, it's podcasts to record, man. That's what it is. Uh, On this episode, small crew, I had hoped for bigger, but it's me and Rocket. And we uh we discussed that I like mentioned it. I was reminded by one of the guys that I mentioned last episode that we could possibly talk about Denzel movies, and that's what we did. We we dropped me and Rocket drop our our top ten favorite Denzel Washington movies. Uh, fun episode, interesting episode. But you want to know our list, man? You gotta stay tuned. Uh, dropping on y'all right quick. Recent. And upcoming theatrically released movies. Right after the last episode, The Nun 2 came out. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 came out. Neither of which are my flavors, so I didn't check those out. This current weekend, A Haunting in Venice. Kenneth Branagh's latest Agatha Christie adaptation. Upcoming this weekend, we got Expendables 4. Um... I want to say like something else was coming out, but I'm I'm starting to remember movies that that got delayed. It's like that uh that uh Cohen I don't know if it's Joel or Ethan, but that Cohen brother directed movie was supposed to come out. Um, I think Dumb Money might be limited. I'm not sure. It's not in my theater yet. And then the weekend of the next episode, we got Saw X and we got The Creator, both of which I'm looking forward to. And then. Recently released on physical. Hey, that stupid fan stopped. I don't even know if you guys could hear it, but it stopped. Um, recently released on physical. Currently finna come out on physical. Uh, Tuesday, the 5th of September. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out. Looks like a Matilda 4K Steelbook came out. Harley Quinn Season 3. The final season of Star Trek Picard. First three Expendables got Steelbooks, and Expendables 4 won't match. Master Gardener. Uh, I feel like something else came out that I just missed. This past Tuesday, Batman Mask of the Phantasm got a 4K. We finally got air from Ben Affleck about Nike signing Michael Jordan on physical. Um, Both kick-ass movies got Steelbooks. Poker Face Season 1, Got a Physical, Walking Dead, Dead City, Joyride, All Got Blu-rays. Looks like Saw, Leprechaun, and the Firefly Trilogy got goofy re-releases with new art. This upcoming Tuesday, it appears that Cocaine Bear is finally getting a 4K. The, the Little Mermaid live-action comes out. That's all I'm buying this Tuesday is that Little Mermaid. Um, and then the Tuesday before the next episode, that uh, that Loki steelbook comes out on Blu-ray in 4K. Elemental, La Bamba, Criterion, Fifth Element, Halloween H2O, School of Rock, got steelbooks. Um... I always know what you did last summer, getting a Blu-ray. 
Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. I feel like my shopping list is a lot longer than that. Jack Ryan, Season 3. Pennyworth, Season 3. Um, That looks like that's it for upcoming physical releases. Like I said, stay tuned. Myself, the Raccoon Man, we uh we we ranking our favorite Denzel, Rec League. Yo, back again. And you see the title? I explained what we doing at the top. I expected like five dudes. Y'all got two. Two white boys talking about Denzel Washington. Rocket, what's happening? What's up, what's up? Hopefully. Good weekend. So, so, was the Giants not scoring a single point more painful or watching Aaron Rodgers go down after one drive more painful? Man. It's kind of the rough Giants for New York football this weekend. Rough. Giants look terrible. At least the Jets won. I, I got to say that. That's a fact. But, yeah, Giants, Giants did not look good. At all, I ain't even back this week. I ain't even try to look into like, is there any kind of like news that we should cover? Anything stand out to you over the last two weeks? Uh, not really. It's the downtime of the year. Like I said, you know, all the summer blockbusters, all the summer movies is over. Moving into fall, usually we have like some sort of whether a good, bad, or indifferent Halloween movie or something like that coming up, and we don't have that this year in the Halloween franchise. You didn't see The Nun? And not, like, nah, The Conjuring? Yeah, it's like, it's... Not my flavor. Yeah. And there's not really much. I think, like, this, this month, whatever's out there, if it interests me, I'll go watch it, but... It's, probably catch up like horror season watch some horror flicks at home and all that so i think the rest is like in my opinion the rest of september got, is full of bangers yeah like we were saying before we hit record like haunting in venice is pretty good uh that was solid old action heads like us got expendables coming saw the creator looks amazing my theater probably won't get dumb money but i want to check that out too that's the one i'm more anticipate out of the other ones like expendables four is a I'll watch it. We know what it's going to be. You know, Yeah. But the one I'm looking forward to that's coming up is uh, Dumb Money. All right. I said I said that we should do like 10 Denzel movies and we'll, we'll alternate 10 to 1, not discuss the overlaps. Like why talk about the same movie twice? But uh, mm-hmm. I think we should embarrass ourselves first. What's that Denzel <laughs> movie that you just haven't seen? I think it's um, Devil with the Blue Dress. I haven't seen that either. The, I bought the Criterion, but the, I haven't watched it. That's one that I haven't seen. Um, okay, mine's more embarrassing. <laughs> what is it? I haven't seen Philadelphia. You know what? <laughs> We're both in bad. You and me both. You haven't seen I've Philadelphia? Seen, I haven't seen it in a city. Like I've seen... A, like a part here, a part yeah. there, but I actually haven't sat down and seen the movie. So, I no, I have not seen Philadelphia. I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. Let me see. Man, see, like, my Denzel list got, like, 23 movies on it. So, I can't, like, 
I don't think I can ask you, like, what's that Denzel movie that everybody loves that you just have ranked really low? Well, this, it's funny because this, like, going through this list, even his okay movies, he's pretty solid. Like, he, he is solid. He elevates the movie. Like, there's some movies that are like, okay, like, I, I still haven't seen, which I got to do it. It's an injustice, but Tragedy of Macbeth. I got to see that I haven't movie. seen that either. I got to check that out. Um. The the They're Coen like, Brothers well, streaming shit I just haven't watched. I haven't seen Buster yeah. Scruggs either. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the one he was in with Roman J. Israel Esquire. I haven't seen that one. That's not bad. I haven't seen that one, but like, you know, it's he has so much, and it's like I said when I made this list of my ten, there's some that might shock you that made the list that didn't, but then this, but it's like damn. How do you, like, anybody's list, whatever movie you put on your Denzel list, it's, you know, I can see it being on the list. Yeah. Good, if, whether it's a good one, bad one. I mean, this one that I didn't put on there was pretty solid. The Siege. That was a pretty solid one. I haven't seen The Siege. You know, so. See, my, like, my very, like, this whole thing, I think, like, came up. Me and Mary were talking Denzel movies. He had Flight super low. I have fences like bottom. I just don't like Grumpy Denzel. Like it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but, but like this flight and fences are not even in my top ten. Like I'm on my list, and that's yeah, it's crazy. And flight was amazing. Flight is a flight is on that my was, list, and that was like one of them. It's like, and if I would have had flight, like I said, when you see a movie, also it's experience, like what you experienced at that time and all that, and you have that memory of it. Like, Flight would have been, it was between this one movie, which you're going to laugh about, and Flight, that would have been number, was it 10 or 9? It would have been, yeah, no, it would have been my number 10. Carbon copy. Either Carbon copy or The Preacher's Wife. Don't cap. No. I've never seen Carbon copy. I haven't either. So, um, just start us off. What's your number 10? Out of Time. It's my number 10. That's with... Um, I think I've taken shit before. Uh, I've, I've never watched Out of Time. you never seen Out of Time? Nah. I, like, I it, have it, but I just haven't watched it. It's it's kind of like a murder mystery type. Not even a murder mystery, but it's just like... Isn't he like a police chief that gets drunk and accused of some shit? And like either yeah, like, Eva Mendez and Oris Annihilathan are in it? Yes, they're both in it. I know the gist. He, he, I mean, it's he's a cop. He's in some town in Florida, and it's like it's a small town. Everybody knows each other, and his ex-wife or separated is Eva Mendez, but he's having something on the side with um with uh, Sonia Lathan, and then you know her ex is Dean Kane. It's it's like a love triangle. Yes, sir, Dean Kane, sir. Swindle type deal, but it's 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 interesting, it's intriguing, and all that. So that's my number ten. Yeah, like I'm 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 gonna watch it. I just haven't. My number ten is the first Equalizer. Mm. I think we we covered it two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But it's just like like the old like Denzel got reunited with Antoine Fuqua. Got into that that lane of the old man whooping ass, but he was like mysterious, and it was just like we've all seen the Equalizer. He helps those mm-hmm. that can't help themselves, and 
the Russian sex trafficking and super laying it on super fucking thick David Harbour. Every other line is fuck while he's spitting and he's got the exhaust and hitting, hitting the watch and the dope fight scenes. Man, like, y'all know, man, Denzel and Antoine Fuqua together is magic. Like, Nas oh, and Hitboy. And that's the thing. is like, there's some directors and actors that when they work together, they just keep on doing that. Like, it's, it's you know, it's like Leo and, Scor- and Scorsese, you know, same thing. It's, it's pretty much... The way I see the Equalizer series, I compare it to the Taken series. The first mm-hmm. Taken no. was pretty good. was pretty good, the first one. Yeah. It and started the old man whooping the, ass trained. Yep, yep. The Equalizer, though, after the first Taken, it went downhill. Poop sequels. It's the Equalizer series. They just do it better. Yeah. And, like, Liam Neeson, great actor. But that's this between a great actor and a legend. And Denzel's a legend. And the that's way he, you know, portrays it and he delivers the lines, like, you know, it's eerie. And he's so calm about it. He's like, you know, you got he looks at his way, you got ten seconds. You know, it's like you got ten guys surrounding him and and he knows he's gonna kill you. You know, you just don't know it yet. But that's a good one. That's a good one. Number nine. Uh, my number nine, the Bone Collector. I feel like that's another one that just like we was uh, talking about uh, Philadelphia. Like I've only seen bits and pieces, like him laid out in the bed and like Angelina Jolie like doing her thing. That's I haven't that's seen it all the way one. through. Yeah, it's uh, Queen Latifah's in there. She's like his whole nurse. But the Bone Collector, eerie. It's good. That's back intriguing. You definitely got to check that one out. I thought I thought I thought that was a uh, and one basketball player. <laughs> my uh man, this might be blasphemy. I don't even want to say that I have this movie this low, but my number nine is Malcolm X. Ooh, okay. I got that a little higher, but that was, I, I get it. What like his second or third time working with Spike? Yep. And it's it's just a fire biopic. And you, I mean, you just you learn like like one of Denzel's greatest performances, period. One one of one of Spike's best directing efforts, period. And just the 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 come up of Malcolm Little and and discovering Islam and and his his outlook on on shit, trying to find peace in his way. And I mean, we know how it ended. Yep, and it's funny because like if you do side by side clips of certain scenes of the movie and like true actual footage of Malcolm X. Man, it's like Denzel killed it. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is that movie, like I said, it's it's a little higher up on my list. But overall, his portrayal of Malcolm X, on point, on point. Um, Hell yeah. My number eight is Remember the Titans. I have that at two. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we, I don't think we're gonna repeat discuss the same movies. So yeah, yeah. Where where did you have Malcolm X? I had Malcolm X at number three. Okay. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. X is my third. So I, I remember the Titans number two. It's my favorite sports movie ever. Bro, it's um one of my colleagues, the uh, the guy I work with. That's his like all time favorite sports movie of anything. Yep. And it's funny because we watch it in class with the kids at least once a year. 
And it's that movie's dope. Football season, man. You gotta watch that shit every week during football season. Yep. That movie's dope. <laughs> yeah. What's your eight? My eight is Antoine Fisher. Ooh, that's a good. One. Directorial debut. Derek Luke acting debut. Yep. And just he's like he he's the mentor. He's man, like it's kind of like the duality of like he was the mentor in front of and behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And you know, Antoine Fisher is a knucklehead. He's trying to get him on a straight and narrow military. It was like I saw it for the first time before a journal for Jordan came out. I watched, okay. I hadn't, before Journal for Jordan came out, I hadn't seen Antoine Fisher, I hadn't seen The Great Debaters, I hadn't seen, I had seen Fences, but I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. So he he's d- directed four movies. And I think this this one is my favorite that he's directed, and my favorite, eighth favorite performance of his. Antoine Fisher's a good one. Like, that's what I'm saying, like, the list. I mean, if you look at his filmography, whatever you pick, you can't go wrong, really. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane. It's insane. Um, my seventh one is Crimson Tide. Ooh, see, like, my history with Crimson Tide is, like, I've seen it once, but it was, like, the middle of the night because I was working mids at the time. So, like, I mm-hmm. think I was kind of, like, zoning in and out. So I have it ranked really low. But in November, I'm going to do, like, a whole, like, Tony Scott thing because aside from, like, the Marvels and Hunger Games, like, nothing else is really coming out. So I got, like, free yeah. time to rewatch a, a bunch of stuff. So I'm going to hit Crimson mm-hmm. Tide again. Bro, it's funny you say that because I had a roommate years ago. He, he loved that movie. And I caught it, like you, here and there, parts. So one day I was like, you know what, let me sit down and watch it. Bro, that movie's fantastic. You got Denzel, Viggo Mortensen, Gene Hackman. I mean... That him and Gene Hackman going at it, crazy. Yeah, crazy. And Gene Hackman that's, that's will get my, in with Tony Scott again. That, yeah, I mean it's it's that, and then it's it gets intense too. Like you, you see where both sides are coming from. Yeah, you know you got Gene Hackman on one side, Denzel on the other. You just and and you're like, as as an audience member watching this movie, you know. Those are the two headliners. You could side with Gene Hackman if you want, because you see where he's coming from. But then sometimes you're like, no, you're wrong. But then you can side on Denzel's side if you want. And you're like, but also, no, you're wrong. Like, it's yeah. just the way they play it off is fantastic. That's a fact. Seven. My number seven is uh, He Got Game. Mm, bro, that was like, that was one of my ones that did not make the list, but it was, it hurt, like right? I said, it's, yeah. Yeah, is bat- I mean, just if you love basketball, you kind of gotta love he got game. Jesus showed us worth. Yep, yep. Like it's so good. Like that's like what we still call Ray Allen. Yep. And, and the funny thing about that movie, that was in, in the, like I lived about a mile and a half away from there. Like all my friends went in that like they, that's Coney Island right there. All my friends went to Lincoln High School. A lot of my friends went to Lincoln that's High dope. School. That's so dope. You know, so basically when I was like, oh, yeah, that was they shut down Coney Island. And, and they when they were filming it and it's the crowds that people come out here. Like and from what I heard, like Denzel would, you know, you know, chop it up with the crowds and people watching the filming. It, it's 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 crazy to see that, you know, that was in my, you know, in my hometown, Brooklyn. 
it was basically a mile and a half where I was living. That Lincoln, that high school was my rival high school. That's how crazy it is. That's right. my rival high school. Which yeah. is the what's the word? Kind of like the the dictatorism of just trying to like push your kid to be great, but it was just like it was it was. Uh, he made it so like was it the wrong way to go at it like he like lost a relationship with his kid because uh -oh. you know i mean it's like 25 years old like he accidentally killed his wife and jesus mom and shit yeah and and then yeah you kind of got like the back door with the the warden on the slide like hey get your kid to commit to this college or da 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 and, but if you think about it, you know, playing sports, you know, me, the way I did, you know, playing in, you know, high school, college and all that. It's like, it's not like the movie, The Program. Not like that, but it's very similar, like where you have this once in a lifetime generational player, especially, you know, in this movie, basketball. And he's being like, nobody's asking him what he yeah. wanted to even even Rosario Dawson, yeah, his his girlfriend, right? His girlfriend is trying to sway him one way, and meanwhile she's cheating on the side with some dude, Bruh. You bruh. know, and it's like it's just ain't it's, no loyalty, no lo And that's the thing, you know, it's he, he didn't even graduate high school, and people were trying to already use him because they saw what he was going to be. Exactly, you know. Like you said, the warden, you know, if you have, it tells himself, your son comes to state, you know, you know, he lowers a sentence, you know. Then you had, um, what's his name? He was driving around all over Coney Island, trying to be like his agent and all that. It was, it's hilarious, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, yeah, Rick Fox in the movie. Leeches. In the, yeah, it's just, you know, you have to, he decided what he wanted to do at the end, in a sense, but. Everybody pulling them all over the place. That hurt not putting that on my list, trust me. Man. But your list is solid so far, so like we're let's let's go back and forth on number six and then and then we break. Okay. Number six. This might surprise you, it's a comedy kind of. It's a, a take on Shakespeare. Much ado about nothing. Oh, see, like I was looking. Cause I, you know, we hit the Orient Express, Death on the Nile, Haunting mm -hmm. in Venice. I was on Blu-ray.com, and I was looking at Kenneth Branagh directorial like shit that's on Blu-ray. Mm -hmm. I was like, bro, I haven't seen much to do about nothing. That's a strong ass cast and Denzel in that shit, man. I kind of want to buy that. That's how I seen it because everybody kept talking about this movie. I've never seen it until, um, I think I seen it begin actually the beginning of this year because I bought it. I, right after Christmas, this past Christmas, I bought the movie. I'm like, I gotta see Damn. this. Movie. I gotta see it. You so, so within the last nine months, you watched it for the first time, and it's one of your top ten favorite Denzel movies. Yeah, yeah, I'm buying yeah. that shit. Yeah, it's it to me, it's it's funny. You have Keanu Reeves, who's Denzel's brother. It's what? hilarious. It's, it's, yeah, Keanu Reeves is in it. <laughs> I'm so Emma old. Thompson, Emma Thompson, Kenneth Branagh. I'm so old. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic. It's the cast is awesome, and and it's a spin. It's a spin on one of the Shakespeare plays, but yeah. the way it's portrayed, and they talk in those in those Shakespeare lines as well. 
So it's 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 dope. It's dope. To hear Denzel, Michael Keaton, and Keanu Reeves talk in Shakespeare dialect within like ten minutes after we rap on buying that shit. Yeah, Michael Keaton. He's a, he's the constable too. <laughs> that's the that's the best part. Bet it's dope. It's dope. So he just did Batman Returns. It was like fuck it. I'm gonna go do some Shakespeare. That's what I love about it too. It wasn't like, you know, just normal talk. It was they used Shakespeare dialect in in this movie as well. Bet my uh my number six is one of the greatest heist movies of all time. My favorite Spike Lee movie ever. Inside Man. That's. A- I just I just like let it pause for like a split second to see if y'all could guess. Uh, yeah, man, just. This I think this was the first time that I recognized the uh, Chai will tell Edgio for him. Cause he mm-hmm. he played like mm-hmm. his partner, right? And it's like Denzel was like trying to investigate, but doing his thing on the side. Like Cl- Clive Owen was trying to like, I'm robbing the bank, but I'm not a bad guy, and like trying to like break down. But then the hostages was in there, and then it's kind of like you had Jodie Foster trying to politic with like Christopher Plummer, yep. and man, Inside Man is so damn good. And it's like mind blowing at the end and everything. Yeah, it, my favorite scene in Inside Man is like early in the movie when Clive Owen when they come in, and he's like, "Give me your phones, all that," and the guy keeps the phone, and he's like, "Okay," and he goes into the room and you see him pacing back and forth like he's thinking about, it, and he comes out and beats the shit out of the guy. I mean, that's like one of my favorite scenes. You in got the movie. to. It's hilarious. You got to. So, uh. Yeah, we break and then we do number five. All right, uh, it show you up for number five. Yes, and number five is gonna be American Gangster. That's my number four. That's my number five right there. So, I mean, first off, the cast. That's all I gotta say. The cast might be the best cast Denzel ever 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 been a part of. That's, I mean, and his. Man, that's one thing about Denzel. He could play a good guy. He could play an asshole. He could play a bad guy. I mean, he could do whatever. He plays a gangster. And he's smooth. This is the epitome of when 50 Cent said, I watch gangster flicks and I root for the bad guy. Turn it off mm-hmm. before it ends because the bad guy died. And, and by die, this in this is, case, he meant snitch. I mean... You know, you got Russell, uh, Russell Crowe's in it. You know, Josh Brolin's in it. it. It's just like... Josh Brolin was a prick. That's what I was... Oh, man. Josh, Josh, Josh Brolin, bro, between Planet Terror and No Country for Old Men and this, bro, he had himself for 2007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is where... I mean, we already know this about Denzel. But like these are the roles where I think he shines in. Yeah. When he's a when he's bad. Like everybody likes happy Denzel and good Denzel. Hey, Denzel's always the good guy. Look at the equalizer movies. I love him in those. And he's a badass in that. But in American Gangster, he is a badass of all badasses. Like he is like nobody messes with him. No it, it's this is I feel like he would when an actor is good at everything. And he shines in everything. Like in this role, I mean, there's a movie coming up on my list that's higher up that he's also kind of bad. 
kind of like that, that that's my number one too we'll, we'll talk about you it know, when we get there well it's not my number one that's the crazy word part. yeah so, okay but he just seems like he shines in every role he does but when he plays those type of roles it's like it's he doesn't even shine it's like there's no word for it like he's just beyond that yeah yeah it's like bro he likes he set up like like he was like 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 blue magic it's a brand name it's like like coke like pepsi that's a brand name mm-hmm. like he set up his whole like empire moving drugs his his family like the way that they was laundering all of that ha- had everything set up and then and then just on the slide just like real like creeping like russell crowe had it had rizza had norman reedus uh i think um Oh man, what's what's dude's name? I'm trying to think now. Oh man, I'm blanking. I'm trying to think of everybody. I'm, I'm going through. I'm, I'm playing everybody in the cast. I'm going through like Denzel's cast first. Who the hell? Are we- John I'm Hawks. I'm right now. John Ooh. Hawks. Okay, okay. He had, he had John Hawks as part of the team, and they they getting all getting all the clues, getting all the facts, and it was just like it was dope how uh the 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 cop how the Russell Crowe character like brought it all down. Mm-hmm. And remember, Chuito Ejiofor is this guy too. Again, working together again. In there, I mean, I just Elba got his fifteen percent. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it's funny because you have that that stupid ass hat blew up his whole spot. And that's the thing is, it's like if you want to see an acting clinic, this is the movie to see. John Ortiz is in this movie as well. You know, I mean, Cuba Gooding Jr. I feel like I feel like 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 movie snobs. Be trying to hold, try to hold this movie like against Ridley Scott and against Denzel, like it ain't that. Like, man, this movie is brilliant. Mhm. You got one of my favorite underrated actors, Joe Martin, in it. Yeah, he's dope. You know what I mean? It's like, and then you got some old school cast like Armando Sante is in it. Armando Sante. It's just like, I mean, it, at that time it was like that cast from up and coming to. Past legends, like it was everything. I mean, and it's just—it's a phenomenal movie. And Denzel is one of those dudes. Like, I don't know how many actors overall have done have done the the double the double play, but mm-hmm. he worked with Ridley Scott and he worked with Tony Scott. Dang, yeah, yeah. He worked with he worked with Tony Scott. I want to say two or three times. I think so. One of my movies I ain't about to bring up yet because I'm not ready, but then Deja Vu, Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, Unstoppable. Bro, to four. and that's the thing. It's like Deja Vu. I enjoy that movie. I think it's a fun movie. You had Jim Caviezel in it, you know. Paula Patton. Um, Paula Patton. You know, it's, that movie is Val Kilmer's in it. I mean, it's a fun movie. I enjoy that. And I was contemplating on having that. as Like, my number 10 list was like, I can't even tell you how long like deja vu is one of those i was going first time watch in november tony scott mm-hmm. like i said earlier 
I just wanted to say hi to Paula Patton. But uh, my number five is a movie that we talked about off wax. My number five is Flight. Dang, and see, like, this is one where, like you were saying, like, he's kind of antagonistic. He's a good dude. He just got demons. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He, and, like, it's kind of, like, a fictionalized, like, Sully. Like, there was plane yeah, malfunction. Yep. There was There was plane malfunction, but he was skilled enough in his in his job to where he saved a lot of lives. But then after the trial, running running the the blood tests, yo, it was it was some intoxicants. Mm-hmm. And like Don Cheadle, bro, this is one of my like favorite like off the wall John Goodman roles. Well, he was fan- John Goodman was fantastic in this, right? Uh, Kelly Riley, Honey Riley. in Venice, yep. Like this is this is a really good movie, like. This is underrated to me as far as Denzel and Robert Zemeckis goes. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, with, with Flight, it's a little bit heartbreaking because you had, you know, his name is Whit- Whitaker in this movie, which is fantastic. Awesome name. But, like, he plays that role and, you know, he's going through this whole issue right now. But then he meets Kelly Riley, who's going through her own stuff. And they actually help each other out, mend each other. And what was heartbreaking about it, I was like, I was hoping that they would end up together. Yeah. You know, and it just, it's, it also goes to show you how messed up, like, the airline service is because. For sure. When that, you know, they don't count the crew as passengers. You know, when, like, nobody died. That was like, what? Two people that. Yeah, but they don't count that. You know, I'm like, what? So those people don't count? Like, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, their lives don't matter, bro. They're on that plane, too. Yeah, I mean, but that movie's fantastic. Like, that's what I'm saying is, like, this This is what I love about this list is your list has stuff that I don't have. That I, like, like I said, my 10, like, number 10 spot was between, like, 15 movies. Like, that's what I'm saying, just, though. Between, like, me, you, Eric, Nick. Maybe even Merritt. Like, I have no idea what Merritt's 10 would have been. He, he ain't chopped it up with as, as much on wax as, mm-hmm. the, as the, like, the main four of us. But, like, I feel like I have the most normie 10 of all of us. Because, like, like, like I said, like, you, you got two or three that I, I haven't seen or just didn't crack. And I feel like, I feel, me and Nick have really similar tastes, but I, he would have snuck okay. one or two in. Like, like, spoiler, like, John Q is not on my list. It's number 12. That's not on mine. Word. So, damn. So, the title of the episode just didn't make either one of our lists. It, <laughs> but it would have been on somebody's shit. But then well, it's I, like... I agree. Like, I agree it pains Eric, me. Nick, yeah. Book of Eli. I love Book of Eli. That's my 11. I love Book of Eli. Um, Safe House, Two Guns. Like you were saying, like like Crimson Tide, Major shit is low as fuck on my list. Like, that's why I wish like more of us could have got in here today, cause the the variety would have been, cause it's Denzel. Like, there's no wrong Denzel list. Yeah, and like even like him and Leif Schreiber and the up the the remake of the Manchurian Candidate. That was another goal. You know, it's yeah. this so like it's unstoppable with Chris Pine now. Was a, but it was entertaining. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's there's movies there that I guarantee 
that, you know, Merritt would have had Eric or Nick that, oh, damn, that movie's in there. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just crazy how it would have been interesting to see everybody's list. If everybody could have made it, you know, how different and unique everybody's list would have been on who had what that didn't make it and who had something that did make it. Facts. So, uh, so. Yeah, just pulling a rabbit out the hat. Mm-hmm. I know I'm right, so don't lie. <laughs> Your number four is Virtuosity. No, but I did enjoy that. I own that thing. I love that. That was Russell Crowe's first, I think, big screen appearance. I think probably. Yeah. That was what that movie. That's another. That's a fun movie. That's an enjoyable movie. But my number four is uh, Man on Fire. That's my number three. That's my four. Man on Fire. That movie. Damn, so you already hit my next three movies. <laughs> I won't talk much about, but like, it's, you know, Young Dakota Fanning. Yeah. You know, also great to see them together in Equalizer 3 working again. I mean, from what I heard, I heard uh, when they, they did an interview, which I'm trying to find, I can't find it anywhere, but people say when she walked in the room, Dakota Fanning, Denzel didn't even say nothing. He got up and just gave her a big ass hug. Oh man, like I'm sure like they bonded making Man on Fire. Like like, she was what, like eight years old? Yeah. You know, so but man, and that you know what's crazy about that? I've watched that movie so many times. So good. And you've probably done this too, Randy. Like all of us, Eric, Nick, Merritt, you know, it's like you think you have a movie in your in your, you know, collection. And then you realize, oh, damn, I, Man on Fire is a movie I don't have. How I don't have that? No idea. And I've seen that movie a bunch of times. And uh, that's the end of our podcast this week. We'll have a <laughs> rocket replacement in two weeks. Bro. Oh, I honestly thought I had that movie. I'm like, oh, I got this movie. And, like, I'm going through my... I need to like, check I realized that this week when, we, when you were like, yeah, we're going to do Denzel. I was going over my stuff last night. And I'm like, how do I not have Man on Fire? That's so my that's my night. number two favorite ranked Tony Scott movie. That that movie, like I ordered it last night. After I figured that out, I went upstairs, got on Amazon, ordered it. <laughs> Had to write so that wrong with the quickness. Yeah, I'm like, what? Bruh, it's, yeah. It's just crazy. It's like it's it's Man on Fire was the equalizer before the equalizer. Like he was such yes. a fucking badass. And like it, it's a remake, right? Or is is it just coincidence that there's another movie called Man on Fire? I think, honestly, I honestly don't know, actually. Uh, that I don't know. So where, where's Eric when you need him? Yeah, but it's, it's like, yeah, like, he, di- he didn't want to take the job. He's basically babysitting this, this little girl. They, they bond. Mm-hmm. She disappears. He goes on a fucking tear, bro. Like, when I was, when I was watching The Equalizer and... I told y'all like there's there's multiple times in the Equalizer franchise where he could have just called back to Man on Fire with one of them quotes, bro. But like, I wish you had more time. Boom, man, I love that shit. And and the end, I mean, it's almost twenty years old, so there might be some some younglings out there that haven't seen it. I don't want to like spoil the shit, but like the ending is heartbreaking as fuck. It is. It is. It is you got I mean you have Rod Mitchell in it, Mark Anthony, Christopher Walken's in it, Ricky uh Mickey Rourke. I was about to I say mean, Mickey Rourke. Oh man. 
like his cast that he works with, man, it's just yeah. unreal. Unreal. Hell yeah. So that was your four. My four was American Gangster. What was your three? My three is Malcolm X. Okay, we, we, we already hit your three. My three was Man on Fire. What's your two? Your two has to be Training Day. It is. Because that's my one. That's, my, that's your one. That's my one. My two is, my two is Training Day. I mean, shit. What, what's there to say about that? I mean, that's... The dope thing about it is when they did that movie, and you know this, for the people out there that don't, those were true, like, bloods in yeah. the movies. And they worked with them in the neighborhood. Dude, that had to have been, like, a David Ayer thing. Like, David Ayer had to yes. have had an in with, like, like the bloods in the area and just, like, hired them to be extras or some shit. And then I, I saw something. It was probably, like, an Instagram reel or a Facebook reel or some shit with Terry Crews explaining how he got on set. And I, I don't remember the story off the top of my head right now. And the crazy thing is, is Homeboy from the Bloods, who's the main guy talking, he's been in other stuff as well here and mm -hmm. there, like some movies thrown in here and there. So, I mean, but Training Day, I mean, I mean, what's there to say? I mean, just, I mean, if you want to elaborate on that, that's your number one. Go ahead. Smiles and cries. Man, it's. Smiles and that's cries. That's the first time I. I think that was the first time I truly saw Eva Mendez. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because, yeah. like, I had I had friends that lived, like, I don't know, there was kind of, like, a field in the cut behind where I lived, and there was a house there, and I had two friends that lived in that shit, and they were, they were like, a Night at the Roxbury guys. I said, dude, this shit is lame. I'm, like, 14 and just couldn't get into a Night at the Roxbury. And I know she was in that, so, but I saw it later, Okay. So yeah, like Eva Mendez got put onto me by training day. Yep. Same. And it's it's just the back and forth. Like it's it's the yin and the yang, no pun, but it's the black and the white. It's it's the young guy making detective trying to follow the law, enforce the law, serve and protect, and you got the crooked Alonzo you know, making his own rules, doing his own thing, not wanting to save the girl that's about to get fucking raped in the alley. But, like, that's the genius of the writing. Ethan Hawke saving the the girl in the, in the alley is what saved his ass, literally, mm -hmm. at the end of the movie. That's, that's, that's the crazy part. Bruh. It's like, it's, it's, you have Ethan Hawke, who just, what did he do, like, moved into the area, you know, this is his partner. You know, the best line from Denzel was like, he goes, do I meet you at the office? He goes, this is my office. This you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. it's in the car, it's cars as well. You don't even check in, you know? But the wild thing about that movie is it's, like you said, it's truly good against evil. Yeah. And you see what the bad does and you have Ethan Hawke, who's trying to play it by the book the right way. And like you said, saving that girl is what saved his life later on in the movie. I'm taking cases because I'm out about, on they would chop all him you up in that bathtub. Oh, they was ready. They was oh, ready. Man. Oh, man. I was like, 
when I saw that little when I when I saw that girl, yo, but I, in that scene, I'm blanking I was like, on you names. Better say something. Right? I'm blanking on names, man. But uh, Cliff Curtis is the dude that plays like the Fantastic. main. Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Hell Fantastic. yeah. Fantastic. You know, and then like, I mean, you got guys like Scott Glenn, Tom Berenger, like they were the higher ups who Denzel was talking. Like the funny thing about it was Snoop and Denzel Dre was not only, you know, exactly. It's just, it's the movie's what, twenty years old already. When this come out? Twenty-two. Okay, twenty-two years old. Okay. So, spoiler here, but Denzel wasn't just a dirty cop; he was fucking everybody over. Yeah. Every Denzel was for Denzel. Denzel was for Denzel in that movie. Yeah, he gave his crew a little piece of the pie here and there, but at the end of the day, if you think about it, he was manipulated because he got a crew. That's just like him. So if they're going to rat him out, you're all coming down with yep. him. So he's protected. And he's just trying to get over on everybody. Macy Gray that's knew. Crazy, you know, it's like, and he, and that's what happens when, you know, he plays a guy who thinks he's the law. He's above the yeah. law. Yeah. Thought he was untouchable. He, and that's the thing, you know, like I said, I, look at the end. With the neighborhood, you know, he thought, you know, I got tough on you guys. You protect me. Ethan Hawke does the right thing. And they would, everybody was tired of Denzel screwing them over. That's what, that, you know what I mean? It's just, that movie's, I mean, there's not much to say about that. Yeah, movie. bro, that's that's Antoine Fuqua's, you know, masterpiece. Mm. Bro, the creme de la creme right there. Damn. So let me see. That was my one. That was your two? Yeah. We already hit my two, so what's your one? Another great cast, Young Denzel, Glory. Haven't seen it. But I'm not a big war person movie. Yeah. Like I seen, I got, I got Black Hawk Down. I got you know, other things. Glory is my ultimate favorite war movie. That's see, like I'm a veteran. You know what I'm saying? I went overseas. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like. I can I consider war movies like real life horror movies, and I didn't see Saving Private Ryan until like five years ago. I mm. saw I saw Lone Survivor when it came out, and and that's what kind of got me like man like this was kind of good like let me let me check out some war movies but like I own Glory I just haven't sat through it. That movie is phenomenal. I mean you have Kerry Ells, you got Matthew Broderick, more one of my favorite actors of all time, Morgan Freeman, Andrew Brower. I mean, the list goes on and on. And there's probably other guys I'm missing in there, too. Matthew Broderick? That movie, yeah, that movie is phenomenal. Like, to me, it's, it's, when I, I saw that movie in history class. History class. Word. Like, you know, here's a movie to watch. You know, we're going through, you know, <clears throat> you know, this war. Like, they were the first black African-American regiment. You know, that's how, you know, but some guys were, there was slavery going on back then. And in order to get out of slavery at that time, yet it was either you were a slave or you enlisted. Yeah. Now here's your chance. Here's your chance to fight for your freedom. And, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking at the for same sure, time. For sure, yeah. 
Yeah, like everybody's you know, seen the scene of Denzel getting whipped and that that single tear. It's 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 heartbreaking, and at the end of the day, it's like you see how Matthew Broderick, you know, he grows up with Andrew Brower is like the butler, or he's he's a uh, part of the staff in his family. Yeah, and you know, Carrie Ells, you know, is like his best friend. You know, so him and Matthew Broderick have a good thing. But there are scenes that even Andrew Brower, like, this is his guy. Like, they grew up together, and yet he was part of the staff. They were still friends. But, it, like, you know, you're a military man. You know, my dad was in the military. You follow orders. Friend yeah. or no friend. Friends are outside. When we're in the uniform, you do, you follow orders. And there was some stuff like, damn, that's cold. Yeah. You know, and it's like. But Soldiers are robots. We do what we're told. That and that's you know, it's just that's some of the stuff that was heartbreaking. Is like you grew up with this guy. Yes, he was helped. The you know the staff helped, but you guys knew each other through you know your childhood and all that. And then there's a scene where like, nope, punish him or do this or do that or you gotta do that this sucks. or he's not found. It's just but the movie's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. And it's like like I said. I've seen, you know, Saving Private Ryan. I got Black Hawk Down. I, Lone Survivor. You know, I, I'm, you know, it's. I've got some more movies that I'm getting into now, but Glory, that's my top one right there. Can't believe you never said the Hurricane. <laughs> the Hurricane is Ricochet. one. Ricochet. Ricochet is one of my favorite movies as well. With the. I mean, when you have a Nick, a name like Nick Styles, come on, the name says it all. Hell yeah, but yo, like the, the Hurricane is one that like I saw probably like when I was like fourteen, fifteen. Like I know it's good, I just haven't revisited it as an adult. And like boxing movies are my favorite sports genre, mm-hmm. subgenre. But like I said earlier, like Remember the Titans is my favorite sports movie. Period. But yeah, like he got he got a few on here that I'm gonna watch before the end of the year. Like another one that I haven't seen is More Better Blues. Didn't see that. I didn't see I saw, that one either. After uh, after Kino came out, before like in between the time Kino Labor came out with all those Spike Lee movies and the Five Bloods came out, I did a whole like Spike binge. So like, I saw More Better Blues. I saw. Uh, okay. That's when I watched Malcolm that X. That's when I watched Crooklyn. That's when I watched. Okay. Um, What's the other one? Uh, um, Clockers. Clock, bats. I want... Spike's another guy. I want Spike and Denzel to, to team up at least one more time. They have to. They have to. Because it's like, we got we got Leo and Scorsese one more time next month, and, and De Niro. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we just, we need Spike and we need Denzel one more time. Uh, yo, hit us, hit us with your list. Drop a comment wherever, wherever you listening to the show, social media, YouTube. If you listening, hit us with a comment. Let us know your ten favorite Spike Lee movies. Let us know what movies you can't believe we didn't include. Cause like I said, like like Book of Eli, John Q, Two Guns. Those was like my next three. Yeah, there's so many. There's just so many. It's like. Well, you said you had two or three to Mr. Cut, right? Yeah, like like I said, you know, he got game, Mr. Cut. Um, it's it's what was it, the siege? That's another cool one, you know. 
Fallen. We haven't even talked about Fallen yet. Man, you know me in possession. Like I like I kind of stay away yeah, from Fallen. True, 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 true. But like that's but another that's one with John like, Goodman. Yeah, I mean it's when it comes to possession. Like to me, like The Exorcist, that's possession. Yeah. Like, nah, I'm you know like my wife. She can't watch that. I get it. I get it. But like the that that sort of possession. It's like, have you seen the movie Truth or Dare? No. Good. Be happy. Um, it's I own it. It's not good. Trust me. It's not good. But it's kind of like, you know, in Truth or Dare, they play a game. But if you do this, and it's like, it has to do with this cup. But if you, if you break the cup, the spirit gets out. But it's like, it's not like that possession, like exorcist. It's just you die. It's like smile, kind of. Yeah. I'm on the fence if I'm going to... Check out Smile, but uh, I'm on the fence too because I haven't seen Smile. But I heard it's good as fuck though. Speaking of Smile, y'all can smile because uh, next episode <laughs> we're gonna do the fourth quarter preview. Whether it's me and Rocket, or if the dudes who say they was gonna partake actually show up, uh, so yeah, th- that'll be we'll we'll talk about what does or does not come out in October and then November and December. Um, oh, shit. Did you watch the Aquaman trailer? We should have done this at the very beginning, yeah. but yeah, what yeah. you think about the Aquaman yeah. trailer? I don't know what to think. To be honest with you, it's like, it's, it's like, I know Momoa is going to be Momoa. I know he's going to kill it. But at the end of the day, it's like the visual effects looks cool. But what is this about? Exactly. Like, I think it it looked like, based on the two or so minutes we saw, it, it looks, looks as good as the first one. Yeah. But exactly. I just, there's going to be some, like, James Wan element of goofy. I've never read an Aquaman comic in my life. I just think these characters look gnarly. And I'm hyped for Black Manta. I, like, I don't care that he got a job i don't care about amber heard screen time i just want a good movie and it's like this is it's gonna be the last of the dc movies that doesn't count and as i was telling somebody i think my dog at work if these movies don't count james gunn saffron and 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 zasloff warner brothers should have never fucked with them at all they should have just, whatever the director's initial vision was, Michael Keaton this, Batgirl that, Ben Affleck, they should have just gave us what the director originally intended. We know it's not going anywhere, so give us, like, something to enjoy. So, like, yeah. who knows? Aquaman probably won't even have a post credit scene. Like, I still have to pick up, you know, Shazam Fury of the Gods. I still haven't picked that up. I'm going to pick that up yet. But I would, I was hoping that, you know, with these movies, they would have thought, okay, this is the theatrical, you know, we cut these scenes out, but then they were giving us the unrated version or the uncut version with the theatrical, so now you can see why it should have been. That would have been dope. And what it is, that would have been dope. That would have been you know, dope, because like we could have seen that, that Wonder Woman 3 setup that The Flash was supposed to have that wasn't going to lead to nothing. Yeah, but that's the thing, and, and I think in, like, I, hey, I love James Gunn. I believe in James yeah. Gunn. I think he's going to take the DC in the right direction. But I think, and I, like I said, not speaking for anybody, maybe he, you know, he's, those guys are not, not smarter than, than I am. But at the end of the day, if it was me, what I would have done would have been when I made the announcement that I'm taking over, I would have pretty much just said, let's see what happens. 
nothing is for sure. And you could have still done what you were going to do behind the scenes. And I guarantee you movies like Shazam would have made a little bit more money. Movies like The Flash might have made a little bit Wouldn't more money. Wouldn't have bombed. Because now, yeah, like even Aqu- Aquaman, the first one made a billion. This thing ain't hitting a billion. I don't I'll think this, this one's right hitting now. 500. Bro, it's the last, put like this, the last movie to make over 500 million was Aquaman, a billion. Yeah. No, I mean, no other DC movie has made even 400 million. Black Adam's the closest. I'm just trying to think about that December competition. Like, I know Color Purple's coming out. There's there's an Illumination animated release. Um, Rebel Moon will be on Netflix. But... Netflix, yep. Oh, man. Like, what, what's the huge December release this year? Is it is it Aquaman? I, from what I know, it's Aquaman. It, it's... And that's the thing is like it's, it, it might do decent for a lack of competition. Like motherfuckers love Momoa. Yep, they do. They do. And, and my whole thing about it too is this: I'm happy James Gunn, you know, announced what their plan is. Fantastic, fantastic. But Bro, he, he just can, thought saying that they were all phenomenal films was going to be enough yeah. for everybody to put their ass in a seat and buy a ticket. No sir. No, the, I think he should have been like kept it down. He should have made his announcements, like that announcement, this upcoming exactly. year, like after the holidays. Now, because all the DCEU movies are out, you know what? They didn't do well, this and that. What Because even with Black Adam, you know, yeah, you're trying to get Superman back. That shit flopped. But at the end of the day, though, it still made $393 million, almost $400 million. That's the second highest DC total since Aquaman. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. And I think if, if James Gunn would have just kept reserved, do what you're going to do. You and Saffron do what you were going to do to begin with. But just be like, you know what? We're going to let these movies play out. We don't know what we're going to do yet. We're just going to let them play out. And we'll see. And like you said, if it's not, if they already knew this wasn't going to go anywhere, just roll the dice. This is what the creator of... You know, because now you're fucking with somebody's work. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like. But they, they, they like to flash so much that Andy Muschietti is supposedly doing the Brave and the Bold movie. Yeah, supposedly. I don't know how I feel about that. Me neither. But I Give love it his to, It movies. Like, I, my, my whole thing is this. Like, I wish we could have gotten that Ben Affleck Batman movie. That would have been dope. That would have been that's dope. that's and Warner my, Brothers' biggest missed opportunity of the past ten years. And you know what? They have these Elseworld movies. Why are they Elseworld movies? Well, the Joker made a billion, got Joaquin Phoenix, and the Batman with Pattinson made almost eight hundred million. That's why they get in Elseworld. Because I'll tell you this right now: if those two movies would have made like five hundred million each, nah. there ain't no Elseworld. Nope. But by these movies having a chance to make. I'm not saying they were going to all make a billion, but to make five, six, seven hundred million, like a good movie is a good movie, but a lot of normies, like you say, you know, that are into these things, well, this, my, my favorite character could be Shazam. Well, I know it, it ain't going nowhere. Why the hell? I'm just going to exactly. wait until it comes out on TV. You know, it's, it's like, I think these movies weren't going to be billion dollar movies, but they would have made a little bit more money than what they did. And knowing but that this, these are, this is not going anywhere. I think, like, all three of these movies, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Flash, Blue Beetle, 
were kind of bright, kind of like, I don't know, more Marvel in tone. They all mm-hmm. bombed. Like you just said, you you just dropped the numbers for the two darker, more serious movies. Bro, like, let DC be DC. Let it be dark. Let it be serious. Let it be the anti-MCU. Warner Brothers will have more fucking money than they know what to do with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, Joker, there are that's real life. Mental illness is a real thing. Yeah. Okay? And... Now, the way society is today, not that, you know, I know it's a movie based off a, car- a comic book character, but who's not saying somebody loses his snaps and actually does that? Or vice versa with Batman. Yes, Batman is a fictional character. We get that. But if there was a real Batman in today's world, that's him. That's yeah. who that Batman is. Because he's gritty. He's raw. And it's that's how it would be. He's vengeance. And I think it, exactly that's ha- how we would happy be. Happy Batman Day, by the way. Oh, I know. I can't. They don't be Batman stuff. I'm all over the place now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like I'm, like right now. I, I know. I know over here they're showing um the Adam West stuff, the TV series for a little bit. Oh, that's here. dope. So, so, but I'm saying like those two movies made. Combined by 1.8 million. Yeah. Ooh. Two movies. The other, you take Black Adam, Blue Beetle, Shazam, Wonder Woman 84. I don't think I don't they combined think for a billion. May, I mean, maybe a billion. Maybe. Maybe. That's crazy. Uh, what's the name? Before we, before we, before we close out, one more Denzel question. Mm-hmm. Who is somebody, like a director, that you would like to see Denzel work with, that he hasn't? Because I'm thinking, oh, like, um, I'm thinking, like Spielberg, Edgar Wright, Tar- I know Tarantino is never gonna happen, but it would be fire. Uh, my two, my two is Spielberg. Is, to me, he's the best, and Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Denzel and Ryan Cooler needs to happen. Those are my two. Spielberg. You mentioned something like that. Spielberg is automatic. That's automatic to me. Love Spielberg. That's my guy. But take that away. It's Ryan Cooler. I like it. I don't know why. Like I, I think like Edgar Wright's tone to see if Denzel could like fuse himself into something like that. It might not work, but it would be fun to watch. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But I think it could work. I think Denzel will make anything work, bro. Yeah, like that. That's I mean, I mean, he just did a Shakespeare movie with Francis McDormand, tra- the Treasure Macbeth. Yeah, that that's I'm basically that that's basically Denzel working with the Coen Brothers. I know only like one of them, like Joel. I don't know if it was Joel or Ethan, but one of them directed it. Hmm. Joel. But still, I mean, I, I think he can work with anybody, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, the way that he did the Roman J. Israel character would be something like how he would fit into one of those more quirky, tonal movies. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, okay. he, he was good in that. But uh, that's, that's it for this ep. Like I said, two weeks from now, 
fourth quarter preview, October, November, December. Drop them comments. Let us know your favorite Denzel. And we be, I'll be back to wrap it up. We'll be back in some two, three, four, five-man discussion in two weeks. It's Rec League. Yo. Yo, maybe if you're fortunate, I'll break down the metamorphosis. Learn what the words is in these verses before the chorus hit. I get the green like a tortoise quick. Yo, ghostwriter, see that your words imported, bitch. Flame spitting, I could let you burn a bit. A nerd with it, a nerd with wit. Hit you with these verbs and shit. Indianapolis, hopefully you've heard of it. Don't get it twisted, I could leave you in a tourniquet. Fucking with me from your mama basement, hating on a rhyme is like these idiot coaches who think they want it with prime. Get stampeded by these buffaloes at the drop of a dime. Bam, bam, Bigelow, fire off the top every motherfucking time. Say that you balling, but you acting. You Larry Hughes or you Terry Crews? You finna hold that L even if you barely lose. You punk ass dudes is very rude. Scared to take a chance. I shoot my shot. I'm making mercenary moves. And chill until the next episode.